Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today's episode is going to be short because my right lymph node, I think that's how you say it, is all swollen, which apparently when I Googled means that my body is trying to fight off a serious infection or something, but I feel fine. It's just that I have a really sore throat and a really swollen lymph node, which is so random and it's kind of giving me a little bit of an ear infection, but hey, we're here. And I really wanted to record this today. So we're pushing through and we're doing it because I want to chat to you guys about the reasons why you can't control yourself around food. Because I know that there is a lot of people out there that feel like they can't control themselves around food. But what is that why? Like, why is this happening? Why is this the case? And so this is what I really wanted to break down today. And I wanted to go over five of the most common reasons as to why you can't control yourself around food that I personally see. I've experienced some of them myself in the past, but now I have a very healthy relationship with food and complete food freedom. And I work every single day to help other young women stop binge eating and transform their relationship with food, which is pretty fucking unreal. I absolutely love what I do. So I don't know, for me, like when I think back to this particular scenario was when I was about like 19 and 20, I was at one of my friend's house and they pulled out a packet of chocolate chip biscuits and they offered me one and I was like, no, I'm a good, thank you. But then my friend proceeded to grab just one biscuit and put the rest of the, of the packet back in the pantry. And I was sitting there and I know like this probably might sound a little bit weird to some of you, but I was gobsmacked. I was like, how the heck did they just grab one cookie and put the rest of it back? How are they not going for more? How do they have that kind of self-control? And in that moment, like I thought to myself that maybe I was just addicted to food because I couldn't have that self-control around food. And I thought that I would never be able to have control around food. It's just who I was. I was just wired that way. But now looking back at that specific scenario, I understand like exactly how my friend took one biscuit out without overthinking about it and was like fully satisfied, moved on, didn't even think twice about it, didn't beat herself up, didn't have any feelings or emotions towards it, was like, "Mm, great cookie, like now let's go do something type of thing. And I know that I wasn't actually addicted to food and in all likelihoods, neither are you, which is pretty cool because it means that you can and you do have the ability of taking that complete control. And I know that feeling out of control around food, it can actually like really impact you mentally. It decreases your self-confidence. It makes you feel like you're a weak human. You feel like you are a failure. And let's be honest, like you constantly feel like you're letting yourself down because like, oh, this this week's going to be better. I'm going to start again on Monday or type of thing. And then you start and then you fall off again and you overeat, you binge eat, you feel out of control. And so you feel like you've let yourself down again. I do have good news that it doesn't actually have to be this way forever. And you can learn to be the one in complete control around food. You can learn to have that confidence. You can learn to have that self-trust in yourself. You can learn to trust the decisions that you make and you can learn to be in control over food rather than letting food control you. And so the first step in actually doing this is to identify why, why you don't have that self-control around food. And now everyone's journeys are so incredibly different, right? And when it comes to transforming your relationship with food, there's no one size fits all cookie cutter approach to this because you are so different from the next person. Your body is different. Your lifestyle is different and your reasons 
will be completely different for why you can't control yourself around food to the next person. But once you've actually identified that why, you can then identify what the next steps forwards are to take that complete control around food for you individually. So I am going to list the top five reasons that I see is why you might not have much self-control around food. But like I said, everyone's journeys are so incredibly different and it is absolutely essential that you do seek professional help to get individualized advice if you are you know, wanting to take this a step further. So the first reason that I see is that a lot of people seek pleasure from food. So for quite a lot of people, food gives them pleasure and provides them with a dopamine hit. And now don't get me wrong, like there is so much more to food than just it filling your body. And yes, you do want to be able to eat it for pleasure and enjoy it. But in some cases, as soon as someone is to feel bored, stressed, sad, they look for that instant dopamine hit to provide temporary pleasure and happiness. And this can come from a lot of different things. It doesn't just have to be food. Like social media is another massive one, but it can definitely be food for a lot of people. And so the reason that a lot of people turn to food for that dopamine hit is actually because the food is convenient, it's accessible, it's always there. Like think about, we always have access to food and abundance of food as well. And so it's really, really easy to use that to then regulate the emotions. If you think about it, like if you've had a really, really tough day at work or you're feeling really stressed or sad and you crave chocolate, for example, and then you go and eat that chocolate to try and suppress that emotion, like that, that is what I'm talking about here. Like you might have a specific craving for food when you feel a specific emotion. And now again, everyone could be so different in that regard. And I just use the chocolate and the stress and the sadness for an example. But like this isn't actually uncommon. And it really does. Like it makes you feel like you don't have control around food when you're in an emotional state. And it can be so hard to eat that food in moderation because you might start to eat that chocolate because you feel sad, but then that little bit made you feel a little bit better. So then you eat more and so forth. It's like that snowball effect and it just keeps happening. So that's the first one. You seek pleasure from food. Number two is your habits aren't helping you. So when you repeat a behavior so often throughout your life, it actually becomes a habit. And I like to think about this in a regard, like think about brushing your teeth. You do that twice a day, every day. You don't really think about it. It's kind of automatic that it just happens. It's subconscious. And a lot of habits that we have are actually subconscious. You do them without actively thinking. And overeating can also become a habit. So for an example, if you have um, a habit of as soon as you come home from work, you head straight to the kitchen. The next thing you know, you've already overeaten. It just might be that automatic response of, you just go through that motion day in, day out. Another example could be that once, you know, you're sitting down at the TV or on the couch watching TV late at night, you find that you overeat and it's just a habit that happens every single night. It is completely possible to change these unhelpful habits into helpful ones that support your health and help you gain back complete control around food. So just know that because I know that when you're in those motions of all those habits, sometimes it can feel a little bit isolating, a little bit alone and you kind of feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, that there's no way that you're ever going to be able to break that habit, but there 100% is. Another subconscious habit that I actually find is really, really common is being your own weather reporter. And then, so this means that you almost like predict, and I do those in inverted commas, what's going to happen. However, by you actually predicting what is going to happen, it means that you're really stressed out about it. It's on the forefront of your mind and therefore it's actually really likely that it will happen. So I want to use an example for this. So let's say that you have a friend's birthday event coming up and you tell yourself that you're probably going to overeat at 
that birthday event because you have no control, no self-control whatsoever. So you go into that event actually believing that this is really likely going to happen. You have no trust in yourself and you have no self-confidence. Therefore, you actually end up self-sabotaging without even realizing it. So you've pretty much just weather reported yourself in the fact that, oh, I really truly believe that this is going to happen because I don't have that self-control. And then because you're thinking about it and you're it's really at the forefront of your mind and stressing you out, it does actually end up happening when you've rather reported yourself. And this is a habit that is really, really important that we actually change if you want to stop binge eating and heal your relationship with food. So that's number two. Number three is it's generation, generational and learned behavior. So this is actually really, really interesting reason for not having control over food. And it's one that can actually be really easily overlooked because you might have grown up in a world where diet culture was normalized. So your parents, your grandparents, your uncles, your aunties, your friends, your favorite influencers, they were always dieting. They were always trying to morph, change, fix their bodies. So you could have grown up around adults who always commented on what others looked like, what you looked like, what others were eating, what you were eating. And this can actually have a really, really large impact on your relationship with yourself, but also your relationship with food. And it can impact the control that you actually allow food to have over you. So if you grew up in a house where you're always told that you had to finish every single thing that was on your plate, even if you were full, you weren't allowed to leave the dinner table until you had finished every single last bite on your plate. That behavior of always eating everything in front of you becomes really, really deeply ingrained in you and your life. So still to this day, you might find that even if you're full, but there's still food on your plate, you feel like that urge that you need to finish everything. And that puts you out of touch with your hunger and your fullness cues. And therefore that makes it so incredibly easy to overeat. Now, I really want to preface that when it comes to like generational and learned behaviors, this isn't actually to blame anyone in particular, because that can be really easy to be like, oh yeah, like my parent was always dieting. Blah, blah, blah. It's not to blame them right? But it is important to look back and see if any of these behaviors you have, you have uh, generational or learned from those around you. And by you actually identifying these areas, it means that you can work through them, you can overcome them because you are the one in control and you have power in changing the pathway forwards, which is pretty cool. So use that to your, your advantage and your power. Number four is your under eating and you might not even know it. So I find this one to probably be the most common reason why someone might not have control over food because you could be under eating self-consciously. So for an example, you might have a really, really busy day at work and therefore you forget to eat a meal. And this can lead to the hunger catching up on you later in the day or nighttime and can lead to you overeating and feeling out of control around food. If you think about it like somebody's pestering you and they're bugging you, bugging you, bugging you, bugging you for their time, but then they stop, they walk into the kitchen, you think, oh, thank god it's over but then they come back with a wooden spoon and pots and start banging around like you are hungry 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 but you skip that meal and then that hunger kind of feels like it passes you're like okay thank god i'll keep going with my day but then later at night time that hunger comes back twice as worse so you're so hungry and then that leads to overeating um for others you might feel like you are eating so much food however every food option that you choose is actually like low calorie low fat low sugar so whilst you might be eating large volume of food you actually may not be getting enough energy or aka calories for your individual needs and requirements thus your body is actually craving certain things telling you that it needs more energy which can lead to binge eating episodes and also because you might still mentally be restricting um which can well, we'll get into that in the next one as well, but it is really important that you actually ensure that you are eating regularly throughout the day and you're eating an 
adequate amount of food for your own individual needs and requirements. Again, you're so different to absolutely everybody and you have different needs and different requirements. So there is no one size fits all cooking out our approach to what healthy is for you individually. And then number five and the last one is you're restricting yourself. And yes, that could mean like you're restricting the amount of food that you're eating, aka under eating. However, this is what I was about to go into with the mental restriction. Because it can also mean that you're not allowing yourself to eat certain foods or food groups. So this could be like carbs, chocolates, for example, um, sugar, whatever it is. Humans are not very good at processing negatives. Like if you told a young child to not go and push the big red button, they would probably go and push that big red button because they're so curious what happens when they push it. And the same thing happens when we tell ourselves that you can't have a particular food. It has like this almost forbidden fruit effect. It feels so naughty and so rebellious that when you do have some, it's so incredibly easy to overeat and feel out of control around. When it comes to restricting, I really like to use an example of buying a new, new piece of clothing. So imagine you've just purchased a new skirt and at first you're absolutely in love with it. You want to wear it every day, all day, until that novelty starts to wear off and it becomes just as important as all the other pieces of clothing in your wardrobe. It's the exact same with food. When you've restricted a food item for such a long period of time and you finally allow yourself to eat it, there can be so much excitement around that food that it's so easy to overeat and feel really out of control around. When you tell yourself that in this specific moment is the only time that you're allowed to eat this food as well, that also can turn into a last supper effect. And this probably happens all the time. Like let's say you told yourself, okay, we're going to start this diet on Monday. So Sunday night, you're like, all right, this is the last time I can eat this chocolate, eat this ice cream. So you have like almost that last supper and you overeat everything and anything in sight because you're not allowed to eat it once tomorrow rolls around you trigger your brain to like eat as much as possible because you've told it that you're going to restrict it. And that leads to overeating, binge eating and feeling so out of control around food. So I want you to know that all of these reasons, they are so incredibly valid. And there actually are ways in which you can take back that complete control around food. So five ways in which you can actually start to take back control around food is one, eat regularly throughout the day. So make sure that you have your main meals planned out. You have at least three main meals and then also your snacks on top of that. You're constantly eating. So you don't actually allow yourself to get to a point of hunger where it is really easy to overeat. Um, you want to change the way that you actually talk and the way that you view food. So if you're still viewing foods as bad and good, you want to start to flip that script. You want to start to look at food in a much different way and talk about food in a much different way. If you say, oh, I've been so bad today. I've been so naughty today. You want to start to flip that because what is good? What is bad? You know, this clean eating, when did food ever become dirty? So you really want to actually start to pick up, like how do you actually talk about food to yourself, to other people? Um, and when you think about food, like how do you view it? Because yeah, like of course there's foods that you want to eat to get your nutrients in, but that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to eat other foods that make you you're mentally happy and make you feel good and, and good for your soul. Like that's okay as well. There can definitely be a balance in life. Um, number three, you really want to allow for all foods in your diet. And you want to remove that novelty around certain foods. So like we just used that example around the pieces of clothing, like you want to remove that. You want to have that freedom and that flexibility to eat whatever you want when you want it. And that does, that definitely removes that novelty. And I know, let's say like you've been restricting chocolate for a lot of the time when my clients come to me and they do have, you know, a little bit of, oh my God, I don't know about this. Um, I, I don't know about having chocolate in the house again because they've had this band-aid approach of, oh, well, out of sight, out of mind, which a lot of people do because it's, it's very, I guess, uh, accepted amongst the diet 
uh, culture to remove these foods that you feel out of control around it rather than actually just teaching you how to have control around food, which is so possible. So, you know, when they, you reintroduce it, it definitely does have that novelty, but just by knowing that you have five blocks of chocolate in the house and they can last you such a long period of time, that novelty can definitely wear off. And it's not like this excitement, I must eat it all right now. So yeah, allowing for all foods in your diet, um, and removing that novelty from a lot of them. The fourth one would be to actually like learn to regulate your emotions through other sources, not just food. And this one can be really challenging. And I definitely recommend working with someone through this because again, everyone's journeys are so individual and what is going to work for you might not necessarily work for somebody else. So for you, when it comes to regulating your emotions, it could be things like going for a walk. It could be journaling. It could be running a hot shower, like almost just breaking that habit loop to start with. So if you experience a specific emotion and then you notice that straight away you're then craving again let's use chocolate for an example chocolate so you go and eat that chocolate so if you can kind of almost break that habit loop up so let's say you're at home for an example if you experience that emotion if you can then go and have a hot shower before then actually deciding whether you go and eat or not you can then break that loop and it gives your brain time to be like oh okay i actually don't want that to regulate i'm feeling a lot better now or you know you, there's so many different strategies and techniques that you can use and you can have different ones for different scenarios like you can have ones to do if you're at home you can have ones to do if you're out in public at work whatever it is so i also like definitely start to like write a list and have a list of what are some things that you actually do day to day that help to relieve stress are there things what do you know that works for you to you know bring joy make you happy uh regulate your emotions and then see where can you start to break these habit loops of when you do actually turn to food and then the fifth one would be to seek out to professional help uh to unlearn those generational behaviors specifically because i always explain these journeys as like an onion you know you peel back that first layer of the onion you're like holy shit there is so much there that needs to be unpacked that you need to dive into to almost unlearn one specific way of thinking about yourself about food and then relearn a completely new way and I guarantee you that when you have somebody there who can hold that space for you to dive into those areas, because yeah, it does, it feels fucking uncomfortable, but whenever you feel uncomfortable is when and where growth actually happens. So I definitely recommend that as my fifth one as well. But like I said, taking back control over food is so incredibly powerful and really does allow you to then focus on other areas of your life. And when you do transform your relationship with food, you also transform your relationship with yourself. So you have more energy to put towards relationships, friendships, work, your career, whatever it is. Like it really allows you to feel confident within yourself and your ability to achieve whatever it is that you desire and want to achieve within your own life. I know I think my voice has like deteriorated as this podcast has gone on, as this episode has gone on. But if you do want to discuss this topic further, then please just shoot me through a DM. My Instagram is KJ Wellness with three S's because I would love, I love this topic so much and I love unpacking this and seeing, you know, getting to the root cause of you individually, you specifically. So reach out to me. Let's unpack it together. Let's dive into this. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you to transform your relationship with food, to take back complete control. And literally, then that has a ripple effect in transforming your relationship with yourself. My voice is on the verge of going. So that is all for me for today. But I cannot wait to chat to you in the next episode very soon. But until then, you take care. Bye.